And with the immortal 8-bit battle cry, you know it's another episode of G.I. Joburg. This time, we're duking it out. My name is Steven. I'm joined by Paul. Hello, Paul. Hey, Bugforts. <laughs> For those of you listening to this podcast, Paul got his white ranger tiger zord uh, helmet. Yeah, tiger ranger. Oh, my goodness. The big reveal has finally happened. Uh, off air, he was coming through really muffled. I was like, Paul, what's wrong with your audio? Because he kept his video uh, dark. And so now now we know. Paul, what's up, dude? Oh, you know, stuff, things. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Funny, I, um, I introduced Power Rangers to Elliot not too long ago, and... Whether you're 2 or 12, it has the same effect. You just want to go into the garden and beat the crap out of each other. He's been... His mother does not approve, by the way. But, uh, oh, no. hey, man, he's got he's to toughen up somehow. He's got to be ready for that playground. Oh, and Power Rangers was our our instructional video into martial arts anyway. Ah. We've got a third member up in here. It's, it's not just the two of us yeah. crazies. Yeah. It's Rob. Hey, Rob. Oh, hey, guys. Welcome to the madhouse. Hello. Oh, Paul. I mean, uh, J- Jason? I'm the, yeah, exactly. I'm Tommy. I'm the Tommy. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> Jason, yeah. Isn't J- Jason was the Red Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I re-watched that. It was like a three-parter. Um, introducing the Green Ranger and Tommy. Badass. <laughs> I don't think I got to that part just yet. He hasn't summoned Dragonzord, but oh man, what a time of my life. Was it like that for you as well, Paul? Like, did you watch an episode of Power Rangers and then immediately like go outside onto the street and like look for other kids to beat up? <laughs> No, but I always had David with me. So what inevitably happened is David and I would start getting all like kung fu on each other. Ah, yes, of course. That legit happened. Um, Like, uh, damn. And and also, I just want to put this out there. Like, because you guys know, obviously, with Power Rangers, all the fight scenes are from the original Super Sentai uh, Kill Ranger or Kyuju Ranger, whatever. So that would be the stuff that we would watch. We wouldn't care. Bulk and Skull, whatever. Like, whenever, like, they were like, Jason would be like, okay, Dave, you want Coke? Yo, go me some Coke, go and get some Coke. Yo, I cereal, whatever. Listen to those weirdos. And then Dave would be like, hurry up, hurry up, fight scene. <laughs> and like, we never realized it at the time, but yeah, absolutely. It was totally different locations shot in Japan, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's why the foliage all looked a bit different. There was a and bit more dark. grain. Was, yeah, the, the, the film stock was what well, grain. I, I don't Were they using film? Or was it just tape? Anyway, the, the Japanese stuff looked nice. distinctly different. Anything yeah, with Rita absolutely. Repulsa, the monsters, um, the fights. It was all different. What, what I definitely know is we are from South America. <laughs> <It's not laughs> Super South America. We are the South American <laughs> contingent of G.I. Joe. Absolutely love it. Paul's favorite figure is Marujo. I mean... Marujo is one of my favorites, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Welcome to everyone who's joined us live on Sunday. Yes, G.I. Joburg is a weekly work. affair, but every other week we are live for the public. Ooh. So if you are uh, lurking around YouTube or Facebook on, I think it's a Sunday afternoon in the States, mm-hmm. it's Monday morning, 
down no. under. Um, hang out with us, chat live, and give your opinions because we're, we're getting pretty opinionated on this episode. In the chats already, we've got Hans Chow, Mark van Lieb, yeah! Spoon Killer, Tim Wild, Chris Frommy, Moonlight Forty Seven, Master Sun Forty Two, Brick Fiction, Agent Chuckles, Ronnie Trickshot. Good day, mate, uh, and yeah. That'll be it for now. We the number grows as we move into the the more interesting stuff. So Ooh. I am gonna add a, a spoiler warning for everyone Uh-oh. hanging out with us live. Yeah, we are going to talk Duke number one and Cobra Commander number one in this Ooh. episode uh, quite extensively. Mm. So if you are a fan of the comic books and you for some reason have not read these debut issues yet. Uh, I would suggest maybe. Not read this yet. Well, if you've been living under a rock, maybe you've been able to avoid being spoiled on particularly Cobra Commander and and the kind of rug out from under you uh, resetting of the character that that is. Or yeah, it is a resetting. Um, mm. So wow. we're gonna we're gonna backload that in this episode. We're only gonna address that right at the end. So those of you right. listening to this in the future and you don't want to be spoiled you can we'll tell you when to stop listening because there won't be anything other than cobra commander spoilers from that point onwards but if you're watching live and you want to stay with us uh and you don't want to be spoiled well i don't know what i don't know what to tell you (laughs) you're gonna be um so in order for us to buy the issue there you, there you go yeah support uh, support this new initiative if you feel it's worth supporting um though it does seem like it's doing it's doing okay um, i'm wondering when the steam that it's developed will ebb or maybe Ooh. it's being this shared energon universe it's got it's being propelled by its newness it's being propelled by having the transformers in the mix mm-hmm. so it's just this juggernaut that's going to gather momentum um either way we've got at least three new G.I. Joe titles every single month, which, uh, when have we ever had that's it this good? Cool. <laughs> I, right? No, but it's not in our, not, not so in our cool lifetime stuff. that we could get stuff, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the last time I mean, it was when like Devil Dew and stuff was doing books. I mean, they were doing, I think it was two or three books a month as well. At one stage it was G.I. Joe Frontline, then it was G.I. Joe mm-hmm, The Origins. Mm-hmm. Like th- those were like pretty good times as well. Um, especially yeah. when they were doing all those peripheral books. Um, mm. But yeah, we haven't had it this good in a long time, guys. And no, and, yeah. and it's good quality reading as well. I mean, I, mean, I don't want to jump the gun too yeah. much, but it, so Ooh. far it's been, yeah. <laughs> Spoon Killer's asking, so uh, was Duke with it, Paul? Oh, we're going to get into it, dude. We are going to duke Uh-oh. it out. <laughs> we're going to duke it out. Um, and just a few shout-outs to guys here. I mean, I see Moonlight47. Hey, my dude. He says, hey, guys, pretty big day for Joe's for me. I mm. will be getting my second FSS figure in a few hours. Sub figures oh. are very rare here. Dude, preach. <laughs> um, there were more and more. Uh, there were more and prices were okay, but I have to hold back for now. Super cool. I did. Uh, Who are you getting? On your... Yeah, I'm actually very curious because I saw on your Insta you got a blizzard, uh, which is pretty mm. rad. Um, and you were posing it with your snow job, your 50th snow job. And very I appropriate to... for this weather. In the, yeah, well, in the north. <laughs> well, I've got the. Maybe I mean, if you're not in, not in Hong Kong, though. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, 50th Snow Job is among one of my absolute favorite uh, modern era Joes. I think he's so, so, so good. Oh, when I say 50th, I mean more the Pursuit of Pursuit Cobra. Pursuit of but, Cobra. Yeah. 
but uh, so so good. And then just what yeah, are the pods used on <laughs> figure subscription service Blizzard? Paul, are the pods more or less the same as the snow yeah, job? It's, it's, yeah, it's just a different head. Actually, they just switched it mm. out with a different head, and I and I think they try to do something interesting with the backpack. Um, but yeah, but it's just cool because the helmet is nicely done. I thought it was nicely done. Didn't the anyway. FSS just do like recasts with a changed back plug? Um, I remember. I mean, they did they did stalkers kayak yes. quite um, there quite we faithfully. Go. There we go. It was the cancelled Arctic Duke. Oh, there so, we go. Take that for what it is. Yeah, I can't even um, remember that. <laughs> But they, they, well, uh, that's the Arctic Duke that came, that's the Duke that came with the snowboard, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. I, I remember well, you could get it on on the bay at one stage. Sorry, Rob, go for it, my man. No, no, I was, I was, I was just going to say it may not be snowing snowing in Singapore, or uh, but it's apparently snowing wherever Master Sun is. He couldn't even get to his comic book shop this week. Oof, what the, the heck, bro? That's insane. You know? Yeah, you you needed a polar battle bear. But yeah, definitely catch us on the rerun once you've read the issue. If you do want to step out by by the time we start discussing. <laughs> well, I enjoy that kind of discipline. Because, I mean, sometimes when I'm listening to my favorite podcasts <laughs> and they say they're going to get into spoilers, I'm like, ah, it's okay. I'll, I'll be spoiled on this movie or whatever um, because I just want to keep listening. Uh, hey, Darren. And Steve, Darren's joined the chats. Uh, welcome Ooh. to another another Ki uh, Aussie uh, Kiwi GI Joe Customs and Collection. That's, hey, uh, New Zealanders uh, representing. Love it. There you go. Rob there Michael's you go. It's Campbell and Steve's joined us. Nice. Steve. Yo, Joe Burgers, yeah, indeed. Steve. Rob, Stephen, why don't you break the ice? We're going to switch things oh. up because, as I say, we want to end up with Cobra Commander issue yeah, one. We definitely want to. Let's talk about some new toys, uh, and Rob can lead the charge this time. Uh, With new shit. A rarity. Who is this? It. Who is this? This oh, is Phantom. That's it's Phantom. Sorry, guys, Phantom is just like... Paul pulled the cat out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Welcome, welcome to the podcast, my boy. Yeah. yeah, okay, 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 I'll put you down. Phantom is a cat of few words. Yes. <laughs> very, very surprised. Anyway, yeah, Rob, show very us your new stuff. Because I also got something new and G.I. Joe-ish to Ooh. show up as well. But I want you to go oh, first. Oh, hell yeah. Well, as our new intro, I mean, if, if you're on the YouTubes or wherever you can see it, our new intro does include footage from when I when I did receive a gigantic and absolutely huge box um, from, from Paul, um, which was all from a fantastic man named Tim Wilde. We've spoken to him before. He's... He's in the chats right now, wherever the chats are. I think they're over here or down there, depending on where you're, you're doing your shit. Um, and he decided to send me basically all of his classified figures. Um, and they are very awesome. Um, one that has been hey, revealed. Hey, what's up, before. Sean? Um, yeah, hey, Sean, what's up? Join us. Guys? Look at, look at uh, my third uh, Lady J figure. Guys, <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is actually really, really cool. And I do want to point this out. Uh, so what's up, Sean? Um, so, Ooh, Qatar. Yeah, man, this, Welcome, dude. guys, you've heard about that awesome haul of GI Joes I got um, a couple of years back. It had uh, 84 Storm Shadow, um, 85 Snake Eyes, and a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Well, Sean is the dude I got it from. Hey. And it's so oh. cool to see you here, my dude. Mm. <laughs> so, well, super rad. He Hell. was selling up before heading off to, uh, to Doha. To yeah. So, yeah. and now he's listening yeah, in from that uh, 
that golf location. Excellent. Yeah. Well, and then I'm going to point won't. out that in the chats for the very first time, we've got my yeah. buddy Ryan Flynn. Hey, Ryan. Ryan hey. was the voice of SkyMate. It is Boy, with mate. some irony that I'm staying in Australia, and yet uh, the, the voice of a chore... Yeah, the voice chores for a, an Aussie character was given to a South African, but hey, that's just how I roll. Um, and he did a bloody good job, if I do say so myself. So, shout I would out never to have you, known man. that he wasn't Australian. Like, you, you've just ruined that entire play motion for me now. <laughs> Not a real Australian. Uh, Ryan, i got to get you to do a commentary right? track for that episode at some stage. Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to do it while we were in person, but um, yeah. That yeah, the, work the, out. the time didn't align. Well, we were hanging out at a braai together, a barbecue, if you will. Well, um, barbecue. I, moment, I wanted to like room, pull him into a, a private room. There were five, five children rampaging around. There wasn't a yeah. quiet corner in that. That's place. what the wives are for. Take care yeah. of the kids. And then how it works, I don't know. We're anyway, child rearing works. For Rob, how yeah. much do you love that Lady J, bro? Lady J is absolutely amazing. I so good. Love that figure. I, the first one yeah, I popped out. She's absolutely incredible. I, oh, man. Yeah, definitely beautiful. she has to keep the, 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 this, uh, the cap on. I love, her, I love her the best. Oh, you like cap. her with the hat. Okay, I like yeah, her without yeah. the hat, think, personally. But like, oh, that's a cool thing, right? You can do oh. either. So. Yeah, you can do it the right way. You can do it the way Paul's doing it. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to reveal a couple of the things this time, and I'll, you know, so I don't take up the entire episode. So... Again, but this time sealed, I'll probably keep it sealed, the Snake Eyes, number two from the old uh, Classified series. Yeah, very, the very first cool one. Figure. Cool Definitely accessories, actually. The well, most expensive cool one so far. Um, yeah. But yeah, it will be nice to have like a sealed one because I'm definitely taking them all out except this one. You're going to take um, it all out today. The one that kind of led covered. the charge for all the Classifieds, uh, <laughs> Heavy Duty. I mean, roadblock. Yeah, it is heavy duty. It is heavy duty. Yeah, no, it's roadblock. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> very cool figure. I mean, obviously one of the earlier ones. He's kind of sporting his more like Fortnite look, um, which actually, I mean, as as I'm kind of like looking at them now, and I really don't mind actually um, seeing them in person. It doesn't look as bad as like from all the pictures I've seen. And the yep, figure is great. Their weapon is crap. Yeah, we will. We'll find out together, won't we? I I um, actually really love the tattoo on his left arm. Like I know a lot of yeah. people think it's like cringe and whatever, but I love that he's got like a lion. Hey, okay, I'm gonna have to take him out. Hey, he's like got a lion. And one more to show off this time is a uh, non-pimp daddy Destro. So the uh, the original version of Destro is, is popping. Beautiful up right artwork here. on that box. Absolutely gorgeous. But I I, I don't mm. think there might be one or two. I think where they kind of like get the art wrong or the art looks like mm, what have you done um but definitely <laughs> the earlier the earlier figures all have absolutely amazing art um so I just don't figures, say when <laughs> <laughs> but an absolutely amazing thing that, that tim got me which is something i've, I've been meaning like every now and then i, I look on this, this website and, and and i'm like oh i need to buy that now i need to get that now and i keep not pulling the trigger and i'm actually very glad i didn't pull the trigger because the, the that would have been a waste of money um, to to get this book twice, but I now own the GI Joe role playing game core rulebook, which I am super duper excited for. 
Um, I'm very excited to kind of like dive into this and see Whoa, like, Ryan. what it's all about. I've started reading it. Um, I'm kind of like a little bit of the way through. I'm still making my way through character creation and looking at like types of characters you can create. But already I can see a way of making Scoop, which is kind of cool. Um, they, the system is varied enough that it allows you to kind of create, I think, almost any character. And the fact that I feel I can create Scoop as a character to play um, means that the system is, is pretty deep the way it is. Um, so I'm very excited. I think probably the most the thing about this is most different from, say, um, D&D is uh, vehicles. Um, you do get to oh, ride. I thought it was like no dragons, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you can probably add dragons. I mean, you know, like Jojo can be very like weird. Like, if, if we play in the cartoon version, we can definitely have dragons in here. Um, so I'm very excited to kind of like figure out how vehicle combat works. Um, Hang on, there's a cartoon version. Well, not a cartoon version, but it's but you can kind of play it that way if you wanted to. Um, huh. I feel like the system can be played realistically. You can play cartoon wise. You can play it co comic wise, or however wise you want to play. Fly man, jump, bro! Universe, so. Yeah, so I'm very excited to, to kind of like uh, get into this sometime this year. So, Bergverse Berg style. Watch the space. Fly man, mm. jump, and and inside. Watch the space. <laughs> um, so that, that's it. a taster of, of some of the amazing stuff that Tim sent me. That, um, over the moon about. Um, I. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, I, don't, that I, just, is... I don't. I don't find toys myself much anymore um, because I'm always uh, uh, overwhelmed by like shipping and like how do you get the stuff here? And thankfully, Paul and Stephen seem to know enough about this stuff, and everyone else who supports us seems to know enough about sending toys across the world that uh, I don't have to think about it. So, hmm. Yeah. Big thanks to Tim. Cheers, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he made. Oh. An, it, yeah. He he made the beginning of the year so much better. Yeah. He hatched this yeah, plot, dude. like, a year and a half ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, it's taken uh, various stages to get to that yeah. point. But, yeah, eventually, Rob, Here you get are. some new toys to talk about. Mm, exactly. Here we are. You know, the delayed gratification is the best, isn't it? Mm. <clears throat> 2023 was one hell of a Christmas. Yes, Paul. On topic of uh, classified, just uh, to jump in on, on Rob's uh, awesomeness there as well. Please do. I... With my uh, White Tiger Ranger helmet, I got Firefly classified. Look Ooh. at this beautiful guy. Yeah, he's actually really, really, really amazing. Now, that um, is a Fortnite figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the, the night vision goggles. But, uh, oh, right. dude, this guy is great. He's really great. He's, he's Firefly. I mean, look at this backpack. This is such a beautiful homage to the original. Um, with all the things that make it modern. And I dig it. And yes, he's got a little RC car that's uh, hanging there at the back um, to deliver like bombs, or, you know, to be a little bomb. It's got the these little mines are removable. I'm not going to try and do it now on camera because I'll lose one, certainly. And yeah, look at his gun. Um, his gun's also a great like shout out to the vintage. I just haven't got the... I, I no, that's Beachhead's gun. That is Beachhead's yeah. gun. That's the Wasp. Yeah, but when you put on one of these, hold on. <clears throat> Listen, it should. Be, I, I would have preferred if it was the grease gun, but uh, you know, beggars can't be choosers. I just want to put on this. Uh, damn it! But nice the that way. they modeled it after the uh, an original GI Joe weapon, because sometimes yeah. when the classified sort of accessory design team go a little bit off-piste, we mm. get break-action shotguns that have a pump as well and shit <laughs> like that. 
At least this, you know, this is a real weapon. I think it was used in law enforcement in the United States in like the 70s. I don't know. I think I watched the Forgotten Weapons um, YouTube video on it. Um, Fascinating. But like, yeah, it was a very limited production weapon. So the fact that they worked it into Beachhead's like arsenal. I mean, that's some deep cut stuff. G.I. Joe team in the 80s were just like pulling from everywhere all the bleeding edge tech all over the place so i'm glad that you Mm. kind of mentioned that because that shows you how how good a job of brainwashing us they have done (laughs) over the years because actually just somebody just mentioned here moonlight uh says uh reminds me of how some 25th fireflies have the same gun from from beachhead and that's actually true that's why i made that reference that's why i made that connection because i'm being dumb because the originals actually got the grease gun Yes, I share a lot more than the guns. I mean, like twenty fifth anniversary, definitely use the balaclava as just a jumping point for like, yeah, we can make these guys virtually the same. Beachhead and and uh, and Firefly were in parity for many years on that line. Evil, yeah, no, no it's, it's evil Sam Fisher. Um, <laughs> if there's only one thing I have, I, I lim- I'm a lament uh, in English. There's one thing I lament about this figure. Is that these uh, grenades are not removable? The grenades and the um, smoke bombs. I feel Paul, like you were just like you it... were just saying that like you're gonna lose the mines if you pop them yeah, off. Do you really need the stress yeah. of loose grenades on your figure? It's not even yeah, on the accessories. Well, for photography fun. reasons, man. I mean, they give you this little like RC uh, controlling a uh, controller over here for the mm-hmm. little uh, vehicle for the little bomb delivery vehicle, and it's like. Yeah, but you haven't got any way to store that. So at least, you know, the bombs and stuff have, like, a place to live. I think that would have been a nice touch. I mean, that's li- literally my only, cr- uh, like, serious criticism of this. Otherwise, I actually think this figure is golden. And this was also one of those purchase w- purchases where I was kind of like, eh. and then I got it in hand. And I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, Happy but anyway, boring. enough about classified toys. I think we've spoken about the toys enough. Think we have to well, before we move too far away from the RPG, Hunt had a question Uh-oh. for me. Um, does the RPG system facilitate using figures? I think any RPG system can facilitate using figures. I mean, it just depends on how you choose to um, play um, an RPG session. I mean, a lot of people use mini figures. Um, you know, they put down maps. They create little diodes, you know, like, like little spaces and stuff that you can actually move the figures around and completely visualize mm. the 3D space in which you can play the things. Or it's all just in your head. Um, I think it's really up to the person um, running the game, um, how he or how he and how the group want to kind of like um, play the the deal or, or the RPG sessions. Um, so, so Rob, when we're playing the game, are you going to like have the figures set up for us? <laughs> I guess I'll have to. And stuff? Wouldn't yeah. I? Um, we've created like, a whole the thing cover and, and, like, zoom in. Well, we can make this a whole like very interesting. Project. I would love that. I think that would be so much fun. I think for the RPG viewer, uh, for our listeners and viewers you know? and us. Well, okay, yeah. well, we're brainstorming this as 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 we go along right now. Okay, well, I guess we're going to have to do it that way now that we've said it. <laughs> It'll be a lot less boring than just staring at us three people. You know, like being like, oh, and then Scoop goes around the corner and he does a thing. Okay, guys, can you imagine him going around the corner? When I see that cobra, I'm going to hug him and squeeze him. <laughs> That's what yeah, but if you want to go cartoon, Rob, you mentioned dragons. I mean, I don't know if you have any toy dragons lurking around. 
not not uh, yet. I have I a toy dragon. He has a toy dragon. That's good. I mean, for me. there's always a dragon substitute. I mean, we don't have to go much further than. <laughs> Paul yeah, has many a dinosaur lurking around his house. Um, they do sell miniatures for the game, but they're really expensive. Um, yeah, we probably won't go on that, that route. I mean, that's that's the thing. Um, we have representations of these of these characters as action figures. I mean, those are yeah, we have had for like a better. very long time. Then have and the vehicles, man. We got the vehicles. And we got the vehicles. Um, and that's better than them selling us the same characters again, but completely unposable. Um, I think probably mm -hmm. a play motion RPG would be kind of the direction that we would move in, rather than using, you know, like the traditional little like minifigures. Um, Are you suggesting we do a play motion based on our role playing session? I yeah, for sure. That's definitely that the direction we're moving in. <laughs> just live stream like it that. yeah exactly camera yeah. in the action happen, we just roll the dice and it's like okay that does happen yeah, <laughs> we, we, we've tried this before when we've done um, like choose your own adventure stuff we have um, but this would be like, like proper like intense choose your own adventure stuff like yeah with things. dice Ooh. yeah but rpg yeah. games require two other important factors booze and True. chicks yeah yeah there's always one girl isn't there always one girl at the party and everyone's trying to i don't know ship her Im impress her <laughs> impress her with their like role-playing abilities or trying to like get her into into the whole thing yeah i know it's ridiculous um these days well without without yeah. sounding like complete chauvinists i mean guess it's ridiculous every time a girl comes to play an rpg no i'm sure there are hardcore like dedicated rpg Very females so, yeah. out there yeah, for sure, um indeed. however yeah in, in any situation where i've seen it it's always a case of like She's somebody's girlfriend, and she doesn't know what she's doing, and everyone's trying to, to give her, you know, a soft tutorial, and that kind of bogs things down a bit. So yeah, I, I guess that's that's me handing in my chauvinist card, but um, it yeah, it's an, an important uh, uh, it was, X factor. That's how it was. That's how it how was when we yeah. were X, younger. X factor. I and <laughs> now with the Nexus, it's so cool because they do these role-playing evenings and you just get a whole bunch of peeps coming in and it's all kinds of humans and they come in and they go and play D&D &D or whatever's upstairs, you know, and it's, it's great. Like, and it's cool to see. And there's a lot more women in this hobby than there was when I was younger. Or should I say, there's a lot more women visible in this hobby than there was when I was no, younger. I'm sure tons you know? of people. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's you know, just role-play whatever you want. Um, hey, to me. There you go. Stephen? Oh, I think this is directed at Stephen. Yeah. Uh, Agent mm -hmm. Chuckles is like, I thought Ryan Reynolds was guest starring. And lol. <laughs> I think he means you, big boy. Hey. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, Keanu Reeves, and... Rob. Rob. The man. The, the loving scoopful. The loving <sighs> scoopful. So, Stephen, oh. before we move on, do you have anything new? Did you discover anything new on your way home? What's, 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 what's new with you? I, I, I mean, on my way back to Australia, we stopped over and spent three nights in Singapore with Kim's oh. folks. Um, went to my old haunts and saw, well, I wouldn't say every classified figure, but certainly a wide selection of them. And I just, mm. once again, when faced with them in hand, I'm like, 
it's just not my jam, guys. I um, I'm past it. They are small ones, you know. Well, there's some magic to being able to put your favorite figure in your pocket, and six-inch GI Joes just exceed that. (laughs) Get bigger, damn it! Just grow it all. There, bro. Yeah, and and talking to uh, Ben Flying Retro, good old Ben from Talking Joe. Shoutouts to you, buddy. Listen to this in the future, no doubt. Um, he, I think he hit the nail on the head very squarely by saying a three and three quarter inch figure is a toy, and uh, a six inch figure is a adult collectible. Mm. You, know, you pose it around on your desk, you make it look cool, but like, are take you going to take it out of the garden? Look, mm. yes, exactly, exactly. It has absolutely been an asset to us old boys who, like, our way of playing is really just putting accessories in their hands and taking cool pictures. Um, but, look, as those words come out of my mouth, I was looking at uh, Jason from Order of Battle Pod. Uh, his son has their classified figures out in the snow with the classified his tank. So, it is what you make of it. Clearly, these things mm. are... Yeah. Adult That's collectibles true. to us, but in the hands of kids, they are still very much toys. Yeah, still so toys. Hans yeah, ask- yeah. Ah. no, sorry, uh, dude. Hans was asking, um, "Hey, Steve, were the higher toys uh, there? Did you like them? If you saw, uh, did you like them? If you saw them, um, I did yeah, not dude, see them. Did you see any higher toys? Uh, Negatory. They one. weren't. They weren't even for order on the websites, which strike me as very odd because if it's an Asia specific distribution then singapore should be a massive hub for them but um i'm thinking higher are mainly located in china and hong kong mm. though they're more or less the same thing nowadays let's be real um i don't know don't I, I don't know why like robo robo as i said didn't have it on the website and the other toy stores that i went to um in havelock 2 if you are in singapore um toy realm etc um nothing but maybe if I search for it um, using Carousel, which is their analog to eBay, um, but just domestic Singapore only. So it's very cool. You never pay for shipping. You always meet up in person and do cash on delivery. Well, you can because find it. it's so safe. <laughs> you <laughs> take a wad of cash and like just hand it over to the seller. He hands you the toy. No one's gonna. No one's gonna rob you. Sorry. whoever wins gets the cash and the toy um oh yes of course ryan slams in with some great news of course like the third party o-ring stuff has started to trickle in delta 17 longbow super 7 operation recall and and others heavy armor toys all of that stuff is starting to show up people are getting them in hand the Early word on Strike Force Alpha, for instance. Um, this comes to us from um, Audible Interlude podcast. Dave says that, yeah, of course they don't feel the same in hand to Vintage Joe, but he just has a very high bar. He doesn't display any kind of other lines with his Vintage O rings, not mm. even the retro Hasbro stuff, because mm. they just he. Yeah. I, I would be the same way, OCD about like them just not not meshing well, just, just just feeling a little bit off. But as toys in their own right, and certainly propelling the, excuse me, <laughs> hey, Bless. propelling the modern Ooh. retro wave, like this is this is a great time 
to be around mm. and to get new O-ring stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Long way of saying they're good. So get your hands on them. There you go. <laughs> Bless you, Steve. Go get them. Thank you. Ay, ay, ay. It's early it. and my, my nose is waking up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Guys, should we talk about some paper? I know we're a yeah. toy podcast, but every once paper. in a while, <laughs> make it rain. Get into it. Let's get into it. Yes. Uh, also, Rob's... let's just admire one of the greatest G.I. Joe figures ever created. Yes. Oh. Wow. Any reason in particular wow. why you're holding up Ninja Force Zartan, Paul? Oh, because he's just like <laughs> bad ass, is, man. Is, is the good figure behind him? Is... <laughs> good figure's behind <laughs> you, bro. No, man. I've just been having so much fun with the Ninja Force Zartan lately on my desk. We've been going on, on, on adventures. Um, there's been some like excitement with me drawing this character and stuff like that for myself. And also that um, Legends of the Hidden Force has got me very excited for Ninja Force G.I. Joes. And just like, how can I bring them into my, my world? So just on the topic of like O-Ring G.I. Joes, just wanted to kind of mention, or O-Ring G.I. Joe likes. I wanted to just mm. mention the Legends of the Hidden Force, which are looking super exciting. And I had to just talk about Zartan because that's kind of what I've been messing with on my desk. So. Nice. And also this guy, but I don't want to like go and make him sound like he's the best figure in the world ever. Who's that guy? Love. This Who's is that? Major oh. Blood version, what, three? Three? Technically, oh. it's three. Battle no, Core Major late, Blood. No, late Very 90s cool. Major Blood with these cool like elbow pole thing, which I love. It's like, I don't know if it's meant to be a stabby thing or a Robocop situation. It's just really bad. Uh, wrong arm. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Yeah, area of parallax. Anyway, I like to keep it open like this in case I accidentally like grab the arm and then bend it and then break it off. So I keep the arm bended so I always see the thing. Anyway, carrying on. I like Sorry, to man. keep the arm bended. bended. All right, bended. guys. I like to keep it, bended. keep it bended. It's been out for a while now. In fact, issue two is probably like going to come out, I don't know, a week from now. Um, but Duke issue one, Paul's read it at long last. Oh, <laughs> Rob and like I, a week ago, bro. <laughs> Rob and I read it the week of release in the flesh. I mean, mm. when was the last time anyone sat with their best friend and read a comic book together? Um, <laughs> after long. about six pints of lager as well. Ooh. Way... Well, but uh, I don't let anybody touch my comics. Just that out there. Do you read with uh, with with gloves on, Paul? Gloves on. No, I just touch the edges of the pages and don't let my fingers touch the heavily inked spots on, on the pages. Yeah, a... yeah, like like what Rob's doing, but actually better. You're gonna be horrified <laughs> at me then. I read comic books uh, on my beach holidays. Um, salt water be Ooh, damned. On the beach. Sand. It's your money, bro. And is coming out of the comic. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, since you weren't with us, Paul, your opinion is perhaps the most mysterious. Um, Are we saving that to last? Um, I I kind of actually because you guys are going to be talking amongst yourselves. I feel like let me let me let me try to you know dunk my opinion quickly on this. Let's all of us get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, dude. Um. I actually really, really enjoy this because I kind of feel like it's Renegades for grown-ups. So far, that's the feeling I'm getting. Uh, Because, you know, we've been covering the Renegades animated series and it has some high points uh, for sure. And Mm -hmm. I feel like this comic kind of takes a lot of those 
great concepts and sort of you know co they they sort of you know coalesce and they come together in this book which i really dig i love that duke is up against the system i think this is a very clever direction um because you know the like that's kind of where things are at at the moment with uh, modern day thrillers and i am enjoying that i am a little concerned that duke is apparently just so great at everything um, but then again, that's kind of what makes him a G.I. Joe. That kind of a man like, of action. Yeah, he's a man of action. Um, so that's Since when cool. has that not been Duke's thing? As being yeah, like G.I. Joe's Captain America. Yeah, like uh, it's it's weird because on one hand I love it, I love it, and on one hand because I kind of like that it gives the book a bit of a Captain America esque kind of quality. Um, I'm just adapting to that because I've always just enjoyed the G.I. Joes as being human beings. That makes sense. And um, guys, we're yeah. not saying that Duke is super powered or that he has super soldier serum or anything. No, no, no. It's just he does have the luck of the gods, you know. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, there's just that. And I enjoy I enjoy the tone of this book so far. Like, but, I, I mean, like I think we're it also, it's, it. it's they're setting hard. it up, you know, at the start, mm. they set him up as this, like, super soldier, like, he is, like, the, the epitome of what a good soldier is, you know, he gets shit done, he's very capable, but something happens to him um, mm. that just kind of, like, completely destroys his worldview, it shifts what he believed was the best a person could be, Um and it, it just kind of puts him in a place where he's like, I don't know what to do anymore, like, I, I saw something. I experienced something that that is completely out of my realm of understanding, um, which actually happens um, because this is an Energon Universe book. It um, the event does occur in I think issue one or issue two of Transformers, the new Skybound series, and they kind of mm -hmm. do a little flashback bit in, in here where they kind of show here's an encounter with okay, the so that's Starscream. Link. Okay. Yes. So that 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 scene where you kind of see him um, kind of going up against Starscream, that that is actually something that happens in 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 Transformers, where the the military sends a jet out. To, they're like, okay, it's some, something's going down, and then this is the encounter that he has, um, and this obviously just sends him in a way that uh, into a place where he's like he doesn't know what to think anymore. Like this mm. jet transformed, and it it killed um, brutally. Yeah, you know, killed my co-pilot or the pilot of the of the aircraft. And can I just say, like, how beautifully done the pages are, like the the artwork and just the the sort of layout and the style of things. It's it's got such a cool, edgy look um, in terms of like it's very poppy kind of look, but it's still very grizzled and dark. And I love that about this book. I kind of, you know, I'm loving that about all of the GI Joe stuff at the moment. Um, I just I love this tone. I like this this kind of shift where they're going with the artwork it's not trying to be too like super realistic or anything like that not saying that that's a bad thing i just i'm loving this mm. lean into the stylized quite a bit really, what would you really say pretty. pushes that the most paul the sort of the heavy inks yes like yeah. the heavy inks the heavy spotting of blank um you know in the inks like it just brings a bit of an old school comic book quality to it as well at least the 2000 ad um mm. A feel to it as well, which I dig. It's high contrast. It's not... Like everything yeah. has a very strong light source that's either casting it in a black shadow, or 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 giving it extra kind of sharpness. You know, between the blacks and the the, the more light colors on the uniforms and stuff. Yeah, I mean that's not an artistic opinion. That's a lay lay opinion. But 
I think that's that's kind of what you're trying to say. I mean, this scene in Hawk's office, for instance. So cool. You've just got the slatted, you know, it's obviously late sunset or maybe it's early morning, but like very, very sharp contrast between the blacks and sunlight. I would love to see the inks of Shadows. these pages, like just the pure inked pages uh, before the oh. color, because they must have been gorgeous. Yeah. I, I mean, the colors, are, I also love that the colors are mostly flat. They use like a very single toning, like all single tones. So they only use like one type of shadow. They don't try to create gradients or anything. I'm That's something I like as well, but for a different reason. Because I like old school comic books and because everything was muted by the newspaper that it was printed mm -hmm. on. Um, mm. I kind of modern comic books that have colors that really like are a little bit super contrasty um, don't feel like comic books to me. They're like, my eyes are bleeding, man. Um, <laughs> these comics, yeah, it does channel that old schoolness by having the colors mm. a little bit more muted, a little bit more beige. Um, yeah, Paul, you're absolutely bang on, brother. There's a visual appeal to these books, which is fresh. It's old, but it's it not, is fresh. It's cool to well, be as, excited as, about G.I. Joe again. Yeah, yeah. and Sorry, as we go yeah. deeper into the book, we can finally address uh, Moonlight's question. Um, what do we think about thoughts on Duke's grizzled look? Um, he says it did wonders for Aquaman and gave Captain America a bit of an edge when they got that sort of makeover. What do we think of uh, Duke with a beard? Well, okay, I'll shoot it off. For me, it's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> like i love the grizzled everything but him having a beard it feels wrong um but that's the intention it's meant to feel wrong it's meant to mm. feel out of character for duke it's that's and that's it's effective i think it's a very effective storytelling tool do i think do i find it a, to be visually uh, like a visual preference no i don't love it i feel like it makes him look softer actually which i don't yeah, like. but it kind of it does lend lend towards his his, his state of mind. It kind of really does. Mm. I mean, that's obviously not. I don't think it's going to be his look going forward. But it, this is like in his stage where he's like questioning everything. Um, I, mm. I think it suits. You know, he's really let everything go. Um, yeah. Also, dig this version of Adele Burkhardt. So, like, mm. I I dig that. I I love this whole. The fact that they have these like little clandestine meetings and how she <laughs> creates a she just always sort of... has these um, these conspiracy theorists over at her house. Like <laughs> Duke arrives there and she's got a throng of people just swanning about, and then later on we revisit this location. Spoilers, and they've all been shot. Um, but like, does she just constantly have this turnover of people, or do they live with her? I have many questions. I love this because <laughs> basically what she's doing is she's she's created like a smokescreen. So a lot of those people there, a lot of them firmly believe in conspiracies and things like that around the world. And very few of those people are actually like 100% right and are actually key players like Duke himself. And, you know, they can be camouflaged within those people. And I love that concept. I think it's because like that has been done and I don't want to get into it like too much now, but... I just think it's a very clever concept. It's a very cool cloak and dagger kind of thing. It's nice to see the good guys having to do stuff like that, you know, having to to work in a clandestine way, you know, which GI Joe would normally never do, should I say? Like they would, but it, like GI Joe is funny in that it's a clandestine organization that op operates very openly in the comic books, uh, whereas here it still feels like 
they're very low key and and but they're still a bit spy like. So. Yo. Cheers, Kiwi GI Customs. Hope you have a good time with the kids. Um, Later, Campbell. Right. Yeah, man. It's Monday morning. He's got to get his kids up and ready. Oh, yeah. Dude. I almost didn't make this podcast because Elliot was uncharacteristically twitching at 6 a.m. saying, Daddy! <laughs> so, uh, fortunately, I was able to palm him off with his mother, who is sick. So, she's yeah. home from work. <laughs> so, have fun with that. Um, do, some do some parenting, Kim. <laughs> if, there, if there's oh ooh, shots fired guys if there's one thing that i feel that this comic book does incredibly well at least for me i love how they de-cyclops duke mm. um those of you here in the comments and i'm pretty sure most it's the majority of you watched the x-men cartoon in the 90s read x-men comics in the 90s and found that duke uh, was uh, not duke that uh, cyclops is kind of a d-bag because he's always like I'm like Captain Underpants, you know, everything about him is like, so he's so good and he's like class captain and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And Duke suffered from that a little bit as well. I always felt Duke's um, optics was like, you know, kind of portrayed him that way. It's like he's the absolute do-gooder, blah, blah, blah. And I feel mm -hmm. like this comic does a very, very good job of, like I said, shedding the Cyclops, the Scott Summers off him. Um, I wanted to get I, into that, yeah. Paul. Sorry, yeah. the, the sidebar. Um, Rob, do you remember us reading this at this exact moment and reading the whole intro to Duke that he's a man of action? Like, do you remember my reaction at that point? I think I think you're like, Ugh. Ugh, yeah, vomit. <laughs> and then on the page turn, you see the disheveled Duke and Hawk saying, but none of that means Jack now. Jack what now. happened to you, Conrad? <laughs> so at that moment, all of a sudden, my, my attention had snapped back. I was like, oh, okay. So they are going to make him fallible. They are going to make him this kind of grizzled shadow of his former self, like maybe hard drinking behind the scenes to cope with what he's seen. Like... I wish they leaned into that more because he very quickly snaps back into like super soldier mode. Um, but anyway, but at least this isn't a psychological not... book. This is an introduction to the GI Joe team Ooh. book. Uh, there's a, such a great little Easter egg um, that you're showing on screen right now. And Ooh. if you can just scroll up. Cue so the is... listeners in on it. Yeah. Oof. So that is the mass device. Yes. Correct. That's the, yeah. It's the mass device, um, but it's separated into pieces, very much like the um, toy anniversary figure, which I just I love. I think it's just such a like double Easter egg um, in that respect, because yeah. I feel like the artist either had this toy set or knew somebody that has this toy set and was like kind of dying to like put this in here somewhere. Or at least, you know, like the banter kind of ended up with it being there. But I love I'm that we glad there's that. that impetus because let's mm. not get away from the fact that this is a toy line. You've got so many designs and so many toys to draw upon. Don't be afraid to do that. So even in something as like divorced <laughs> from the toy line as this kind of introduction to the team conspiracy theory stuff, they're doing yeah. that. And I mean, it's not even an Easter egg. It's bold and in your face. But when Duke infiltrates Mars Industries and you get the splash page of just Cobra vehicles... Oh yeah, that's that's buzzing my berries, guys. Fangs, hiss tanks, claws, snakes, mm. Mm. bats. I love this comment from Moonlight, uh, Moonlight right here. Uh, the Duke psych analogy gave me an odd vision of Snake Eyes on the bed holding a picture frame. You know, nice. <laughs> 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 oh man, that's uh. so great. Oh man, 
yeah, and also dig that uh, we got some of the tanks. What is the name of the Cobra Mobat again? I call it a Cobra Mobat, but it's what the the, 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 the Mobat cat? in black. The Crimson yeah, Attack those, Tank? I feel like those are behind the hits. Like, I, like in my brain, that's what those are. Oh, because uh, Rob and I were like, oh, the, the artist just got yeah, lazy at that point. No, his tanks take a little bit more panache to draw. A regular tank, you know, cannon, turret, base, done. Snake armor on the left here in the shot. It's also really cool to see. And it's the first time I'm noticing that you've got the silhouettes of bats. Because... It, it, they're humanoid, but then they have the, the kind of a cutout of the yeah. lenticular on the chest. Uh -huh. So that can well, only be even, one thing. I, I would say he isn't actually fully back in his kind of like action man role. Because, I mean, he does get caught. I mean, this is a very brash move on his part to kind of oh. like infiltrate this facility um, on his own um, and get completely overwhelmed by what he's seeing. So I think he's, he's definitely still shit. on his way to... <laughs> Uh, be, you know, becoming himself again, but he's still he is still making mistakes as a as a fugitive. Um, well, he's doing it alone. He's used to being a team player, maybe, and yeah, now no. he's 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 uh, too deep and uh, without any kind of backup. Mercer makes his appearance, and Mercer, we, we he's not <laughs> he's it. not been name dropped as Mercer, but he's got a big M on his chest because he works for Mars. Um, yeah. I'd never made a connection like that before. So in this retelling, Mercer is an employee of Destro. And, um, I mean, Cobra doesn't exist, so it has to be Mars. Mm. And he puts the and beat down on Duke. Duke manages to turn the tables on the big boy. And Mercer, and what, do you guys think boy. Of, what do you guys think of the redesign of Mercer as essentially a heavy, like, roadblock? I, I love it. I dig it. Mm -hmm. It works for me. It reminds me a bit of um, that actor. He's in the uh, he's in Snatch. He's in a lot of Guy Ritchie films. That uh, big gentleman. He's uh, oh, the oh, football guy. Yeah, the football guy. Uh, uh, I want Vinny Jones. Vinny Jones, Jones. Thank you. Kind of gives <laughs> yeah, me okay. that like Vinny Jones presence in the comic, which is pretty cool. So, <laughs> so um, I I dig that. And I think, uh, and I love that he's in this book. Like that was such a nice like treat for me, you know. Mm. You don't know shit. <laughs> I love it. Well, you're getting little touches. We're slowly getting no. shown like what's Stay going down, on. So um, our eyes are being opened. As as Rick says in the comments, um, he Paul, he agrees with you, Paul. Um, about yeah. what you're kind of saying about Duke, he's been given the fugitive role while maintaining his man of action role. Add the sprinkle of violence, and my eyes were open to this intro book. Says, says shattered glass jazz. Um, yeah, it's a cool intro to kind of like what they're trying to set up as the the GI Joe and the Cobra. Um, it's very like you're just slowly getting an idea of like how this how it all comes together inside this new universe that they're trying to establish. Mm. It just occurred to me now that by making Mercer your heavy, it kind of imbues the the archetypical like like muscle role with a bit more personality than than usual because normally like yeah. when you have this encounter like guy sneaking through the building and then he encounters this this muscle bound dude to fight it's a throwaway villain typically one of few words but we recognize this as mercer and immediately you know it sets the gears turning on our heads as to what his his character arc is going to be like these yeah. guys are adversaries now but ultimately if things play out it's true to you know 
previous tellings of this character, Mercer's going to be one of Duke's guys. Eventually. And um, something, uh, and this page that you're looking at now where they're having the fight scene, so at the top, um, th- this is actually the only page I have an issue with. Um, so if you mm. go to the top, uh, it's so great. The action is so kinetic. You've got um, Duke, you know, parrying off the punch, coming around, you know, blocking some of the shots. It's looking really good. You get this cool shot of him grabbing Mercer, and then you can almost hear the foot squeak. You can almost hear like a weep. You know, as the foot squeaks and he's about to throw Mercer. And then you get this great panel, which is like, like, it's funny as all hell. However, you, so you got the silhouette of Mercer that's like, hit this glass and it's like, thunk. So for me, I don't know, I, I know why, but it took me a while to realize that actually that glass is quite far away in the background. um, And that these, uh, you know, the dudes that are in the panel are actually quite close in the background. And I feel like if they just, if the artist had just managed to just put a small, like, middle ground thing there just to help the scale a bit because i was like oh my word like like i i was like okay maybe it's just a stylistic thing to show that he's hit the glass or whatever but like why is mercer looking so small it's just my eye like that <laughs> kind of mars is creating giant battle mechs of course those are what those yeah, things are in the foreground it was, it was just yeah it was such a weird like era of parallax in my brain mm. like such a like gestalt thing anyway that's literally the only problem i have with this book it's like that panel because i feel like it's also really <laughs> the funny only just, problem you have with this book literally wow. is the only problem i have with that this is book. beautiful to know never late but always you, you may be late but just, just your, your presence is always always appreciated and Bloody emmanuel gossot 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 and here we get to the batman-y stuff Uh, yes duke gets swamped by mars security personnel not quite iron grenadiers they just have red masks over their kind of dark gray riot gear Mm. interesting like there's not much design difference between these guys and then the kind of the cops that that surround duke later in fact, the cops look more like Cobra more Troopers. More Cobra, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an yeah. interesting kind of visual confusion. Anyways, oh, Duke gets, uh, gets, gets taken, uh, but Destro turns him loose, saying, like, mm. uh, if, we, if we killed every single person that snooped around our facilities, we'd have gone under a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess Destro is playing conservatively, but he still keeps, keeps tabs on Hawk. I mean, on, on Duke. Oh, Such indeed. a cool shot of uh, Destro um, in the panel that you just uh, swipe past now that his room and it's got like the, uh, it's like a Jaguar on a branch and it's an Iron Maiden in the background. Um, the And then you've got like this cool like triangle of fire and he's just in his like <laughs> pose. He's like, he's like worried King Conan pose. Um, I love it. It's, it's so dark. It really like sets Destro up nicely. I, I keep thinking of like, what is a new reader who knows nothing about GI Joe feeling about this? And that's, that's been exciting for me as well with this book. It's like, I'm getting to put myself in somebody else's eyes um, and trying to see it from other people's perspective. And so far, like, I, I, I feel like it's fun, you know, like divorcing myself from everything that I know about GI Joe and looking at this book like that has been really fun. Also great stylistic choice on these stairs here. Sorry guys, uh, for the listeners, there's just these beautifully, silhouetted stairs in the one comic panel um i just really thought that was well executed for those of you guys that are watching it you know what i'm talking about so anyway carry on um 
I feel like I'm talking too much, so I'm just gonna put my mute. More, on. more muted colors, though. This is also a stylistic mm. choice. Like nighttime. maybe it's got to do with the lighting of nighttime, but yeah, the colors are all kind of bumped down. Um, so Duke's been turned loose. He's walking around. He's he's got a bloodied face, and he's on the phone to somebody. I don't know who he's talking to. I assumed he was talking to um, Dr. Burkhart, wasn't he? Burkhart, yeah. And I but feel his like language doesn't support note. that. His language doesn't support that because he says, that has something to say. What? That has that that has to say something, man. Does he call Dr. Adele Burkhart, the doctor uh. who he just met? Is he is he that you know personable with him with her that he he calls her man? <clears throat> I think um, this might might be a, a roadblock situation. No. Duke was introduced in the classic comic books with Roadblock. Maybe he's got an ally, a sort of a veteran on the outside in this retelling, and it's Roadblock. Maybe that's how Roadblock entered the team. That's Duke's his man, his support. I would like to see how long how how long they can go on this book for without having Snake Eyes in it. I would actually also really appreciate if they could do that. Well, it's okay. it's a mini series and it is it's it's Duke. Um so I'd like to think we can so probably I've... go the entire mini series without seeing Snake Eyes. I really it. hope they do that because I, I don't want it to be like he's talking to Snake Eyes now because that would annoy the crap out of me. No, I think Steven's theory is probably more sound. He was originally like Rody or something. Roadblock. Um, yeah. and yeah, Falcon I, and, and, and Captain America. Sense. Yeah. That's the anal- analogy here. Uh, it's definitely drawing some of that Winter Soldier trope of the like Falcon uh, and going the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> the Captain America. Yep, so everyone's been slaughtered at this uh, conspiracy theorist's den, Dr. Adele Burkhardt's place. Man, she didn't last long in this retelling. Um, it, it's, it's, she has a... No lady a knack, day for you! <laughs> yeah, exactly. She has a knack of turning up until she dies in, in main continuity. Um, but this time, yeah, they, they're getting rid of her nice and quick. She hands off something to Duke before the authorities arrive. Very Cobra looking. In fact, they even colored a deep blue to contrast mm. with the very red. Yeah, for some reason, Adele Burkhardt's house is all red in this. Probably just a style choice. It's not like she off. changed all the light bulbs to uh, red. Yeah, she didn't paint it up red. No, we we went for a stylistic choice here. Mm. When I say we, I mean, like, I'm speaking like, you know, in the third person. <laughs> Guys, who, who does she, who do you think killed her? And I think there's a really good hint in the panel if you go up. Um, she says something, yes. Hans Charles got it. <laughs> I, I was excited about that. I like old mm. blood. Um, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Godfrey over there in the, in the comments. Hi, Jimmy. Um, he, I, I would say this is the man that's got me like kind of turned on to blood quite a bit um, as a character. Um, I don't know what it is that you've done, Jimmy, specifically, but... I get excited when Major Blood gets the opportunity to be played up a little bit, um, especially in a book with this kind of styling, because now we can see Major Blood being, well, badass. So Badass. And then a very interesting scene, um, which is very kind of unbelievable, kind of like um, how Zantara comments on um, Destro releasing um, Duke earlier. What kind of James Bond villain logic is that? Well, we, we get a very interesting moment here where uh, Duke is completely or almost completely unhit by an, a, a unbelievably huge like uh, 
like hail of bullets where it's just like no ways he gets out of that it's it's very over the top so it's and he survives to expose the window as well and the and the window too um <laughs> so yeah it's, it's a bit of an indictment on law enforcement that they <laughs> they offload in like a, he's got a gun <laughs> inside a neighborhood like they are just like full auto well they don't look like good guys i think they definitely are slanting them towards being like um uh, and they know he doesn't have a gun. They say that because they, you know, to have um, uh, reason mm -hmm. to start shooting at him. Um, Son of the police. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm going to wrap this up quickly by saying, um, while I think this is a, a perfectly serviceable entry, or not a service, it's an excellent comic book. It's a book. very good introduction to a I don't need to see the origin of G.I. Joe. It's not a story that, that, that interests me in the slightest. I want to read stories when G.I. Joe is an existing entity and has all the mm. toys to play with. Uh, and, and this conspiracy theory trope, which is very much like G.I. Joe Renegades, which we are mm. in the process of doing a rewatch, is mm. boring to me. Ah. Dull as dishwater, uh, and you want to you jump ahead to when everything's established, and and you want to start telling stories there. Between this book and the other book that we're going to flip to in a moment, uh, I would sooner choose the other book. There's really? nothing really intriguing about this because we've seen all these tropes play out before, and this kind of mm -hmm. this piecemeal trickle out of the GI Joe membership. That we get in the sort of the epilogue where Colonel Hawk is on the phone to his superiors and he's like, gotta send in my guys to catch a real American hero. We need real American heroes. I mean, my, 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 my vomit returned to my throat at that point. <laughs> um, he's talking to Covergirl, Courtney Krieger in the chopper, and we get uh, sort of artwork of Stalker creeping through Which the jungle. <laughs> and a cool yeah, version of rock and roll. Yeah. The 80s hammy, like, I don't know. It's, it's playing the note a little bit too hard, if, if, if I'm being honest. And then rock and roll. Uh, in his classified getup, looks like they've got the little bracket on his helmet for NVGs, which I, you know. I always I prefer it the sideshow look, because yeah, sideshow uh, did that look first. It's, yeah. it's goofy looking. It's practical, but like, if you're used to G.I. Joe's with a more traditional bucket style helmet, having that thing on the front. Makes it look like, I don't know, laser tag or <laughs> paintballing. That, wow, that's like, that really just doesn't bug me, like, at all. Really? Like, in the least, no, not at all. I'm actually, like, I get where you're coming from with the tropes and stuff. And again, uh, when I was reading this, it like I mentioned, I could divorce myself from being a longtime G.I. Joe fan and seeing this with the excitement of, of fresh eyes. Mm. And I'm just excited for the brand right now. And I'm excited mm. for, for G.I. Joe because I feel like this is a really great way of presenting it. I feel like the timing is right. You know, with shows like Jack Reacher or like Reacher doing very, very well, which I feel that this is kind of in a weird way um, similar to and sort of, I don't know. I just feel like this is the same kind of storytelling in a lot of ways as, as Reacher is. So I kind of feel like the timing is just right for this. And I hope that it gets the right momentum. I feel you on not having uh, on a retread of an origin of G.I. Joe. Like, I feel you on that big time um, because we've had it as G.I. Joe fans. We've had it a lot of uh, we've had it through IDW. We've had it through Devil's Due. We've had it through Devil's Due again. 
um, with like uh, when they did that new G.I. Joe series. I can't even remember the name of it. Then IDW has also kind of redone it all the time. So it does get a little bit like tiresome um, to always have this origin. But I do yeah, appreciate this fans, take on it. Yeah. You know? But yeah. I think where you're coming from, Paul, is, is a good place. They are trying to set up their own version of G.I. Joe. I don't feel like they can just jump straight into the middle of something and... and um and start telling those new stories without having showing like this is where we're coming from in our gi joe versions um and the thing is we still have those original versions of gi joe um mm. you know 301 302 etc is, is continuing on real american hero is still a thing um so for the definitely for the long-term fans that it, that book is there um mm. as um yeah i mean rick seems to steal the words out of my mouth the other Joe book already exists with continuity, you know. These limited series give an opportunity to dive into the Energon universe. Um, and he continues to say, I really like the Duke and Cobra Commander issues. Um, so it's a fresh take. It's kind of establishing how do these guys fit into the Energon universe and how does G.I. Joe mm. fit within, in, in a world where Transformers exist. Um, and I know Hunt earlier asked um, Transformers a question. G.I. Joe or something. Yeah. Um, where he, he didn't ask he doesn't like it when i'm going to summarize what he said he, he basically doesn't oh there it is um i'm hunt says i'm 100 anti gi joe x transformer in the comics the transformers always outshine the joes did this comic sell it or should i skip i think this one it, it doesn't yet have a lot of transformers in it basically it's just the catalyst for where the story starts for duke I would definitely say the Cobra Commander series um, is very heavily, obviously, influenced <laughs> by the by the um, the Transformers existing within this the Energon universe, and it's kind of like more of the jumping off point where how does Transformers uh, and GI Joe interact with each other? Um, mm. So I would say you could probably read Duke without worrying too much about Transformers. Um, and that's probably an, an opinion that I have had myself. It is always very difficult to kind of balance. G.I. Joe and Cobra, I mean, G.I. Joe and Transformers in the same stories because of, you know, the complete and utter um, power difference between a, an average, a person who is only human and um, and, and a machine. <laughs> um, so it, it's, it is difficult to kind of like, how do you balance it and make it seem plausible? Um, With a man-portable anti-armor system, that's how you balance it. I'm sorry, this constant argument that the Transformers overpower G.I. Joe is BS. If one person <laughs> can destroy a main battle tank, uh, you know, we might be these meat bags to a Transformer, but our weapon systems make us pretty lethal ants. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I've always... If we... Yeah. I Especially if our weapons are made of Cybertronian technology. I was, I was Sorry, leaving Rob. a space for you to come in. We can't to my argument. Um, but I was, you know, well, it's everyone's argument. I'm always hearing no, this like, really. oh, Transformers are so powerful. I'm like, they, they transform into, into cars and jets. We can take out cars and jets, right? Mm. Anyway, maybe I'm oversimplifying also, it because I haven't been keeping tabs with Transformers and <laughs> mass but, shifting and stasis yeah, lock. But before, like, without getting too much in the weeds as well, I mean, the Autobots invariably, like, side with the Joes anyway, so we end up uh, end up using some form of low-level Energon weaponry against, um... Yeah, you know, so there are, the are, are ways of so, working around it, for sure. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, 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 obviously, I can still see where Hans is coming from. I mean, you know, you, you want that kind of realism of, like, soldiers just fighting soldiers and having, like, weird alien tech stories or maybe or whatever. Um, but it can kind of overshadow 
the the heroism of the G.I. Joes if the story isn't told right. Um, and yeah, Rick, this is it's fantastic. Um, as he says, the good news is local comic book shops here are ordering heavy and selling out. Thank God Joe and TF Comics are selling well. And yeah, apparently that's a big thing. Um, Duke, I believe, um, was pre-ordered up to 10,000 copies um, before it that's hit the shelves. And Cobra Commander, I mean, well, at least according to news that I think I saw, um, over 40,000 issues were, were pre-ordered. Um, so that can't 40, just be 40,000. I believe so, 40,000. And yet 000. they still sell the ebook for $4. <laughs> Well, they they still want to make money, you know. The, the Hasbro's the, and the well, Hasbro bro, and yeah. the company itself. I mean, obviously, that's money that goes directly to them. You know, that's not just the money coming from. It's an, it's an intellectual property. I get it. It's just it always bugs yeah. me that the physical um, and the but, but, the yeah, same it's part. selling. People, are, there is an interest in this, and they can't just be older fans. I'd like to think it's mm. older fans, but it's also people kind of keying into Robert Kirkman. Um, you know, his long track re record with, with Walking Dead and all the other properties that he's worked on um, and expanded um, and knowledge of him and his, his ideas and the way he kind of approaches comic book storytelling. And, um, yeah, I think it's a good time to be a comic book fan of G.I. Joe and, and Transformers. I think we're, we're going up and we're going to find out right now how how high up we're going when Cobra Commander is a wild ride. They bring so WJ uh, yeah. <laughs> so makes a good point, except they have advanced alien tech. You think any advanced faster than light civilization is scared of our uh, do you think any faster than light civilization is scared of our rockets? So that is why, like, yes, I, I agree. Yeah, they, they do outclass us technologically, yes. Um and like I said, like the Cybertronian, I believe the Autobot side of it is always like they're going to add some tech, they're going to help us. But that initial wave, we'll fight them off. And also, let me just remind everybody here on a very cynical note, human beings are a disease and anything that ex is exposed to us for long periods of time will invariably die or be packaged or be eaten. <laughs> so the Cybertronians well, actually have no chance. on the same wavelength there. We as humans adapt. There we go. Thanks, guys. He says in a, a nicer way where, you know, he's not insinuating that we're an awful virus that just destroys everything. Yeah, here's um, with cockroaches like... crawling upon the surface of the earth. I mean, you can send the exterminators as much as you want, but uh, you can never get rid of us fully. Nah. Whereas Transformers... They rust. You'll kill the best of us, <laughs> and you'll yeah. be left with the worst of us. So, <laughs> well, I think we've we've come to that point in the episode where we are we're about to dive deep into Cobra Commander Cobra, and his, la, la, his crevices la, 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 la. and everything else <laughs> related to him. So, big spoilers coming. Big spoilers for anyone who has not read Cobra Commander issue one. Um, so, if you want to jump off this point, completely understandable. Hit us up, you know, continue with but the episode. But before we dismiss those people, oh, no, no, I don't Rob, Paul, should they pick up this book? I think so, absolutely. I think yeah. they should. Um, no, 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 I'm talking about Cobra Commander. Oh, Cobra Commander. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think so. It's a it's a very interesting take on... on um, Spoonkiller on wants to hear Cobra our Command. writing for Duke 1, by the way. Well, for Duke... Two and a half. Well, I, three. Yeah. Oh, I'll wow. give it three. I, I'll give it four. I'll give Duke four. So I give I'll Duke give it, four. I give it like four as well. Um, wow. In all fairness, even though, even though my mm -hmm. 302... I think my 301 um, rating might be a little bit higher. I think Duke is a more interesting book. Personally. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm more invested in the story for Duke. I'm more 
like excited. Let me put it to this way. I've only got a limited amount of money to buy comics digital and or otherwise. Yeah. And I'm a little and I'm actually saving my money for Duke two more than three oh two. Or three oh two. Wow. That so is yeah. that's telling. I'm, that's that's telling. That for me mm. that's telling. That's saying something. Even though but I Cobra absolutely love the art and the three What rating do you give Cobra Commander before we, we, we dismiss the, the the people who don't like spoilers? Four and a um, half. Yeah, I would also wow. say strong four and a half, yeah. Very much so. Wow. That that's yeah. I'll give it a four because I'm 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 contrary. I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm you have to be a contrarian. So and across the board wrong. we are rating Cobra Commander higher than Duke. Yeah. I think okay. so. Well, no, no. Well, I give well, both four. In my point, it's I like think, a I think they're both higher. very good. I'm interested mm. to see where things are going. Um, Spoon Killer, unfortunately, does not like Cobra Commander. Maybe he, <laughs> he he's definitely going to stick around in here. And he, well, he knows see why we him. like it. <laughs> he's he's going to see why we <laughs> like it, and we're not going to try and convince him to like it. So. Absolutely. But so yes, let's dismiss the um, all the, 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 the people who don't want to be spoiled. Um, you yes. best step off now and don't even look at the chats um, <laughs> because there's a spoiler and already. People in the future, yeah, for sure. Thanks for joining us. Um, come back to this episode at an hour and 12 minutes-ish. I suppose your, 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 I don't know, your podcast thing will, will remember it for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, catch you in 311 uh, where we do Alpha, cool shit like I need five teenagers toys with attitude. Jeez, Paul, you're on a Power Rangers tip tonight. He is absolutely <laughs> right, boys. I've got this helmet. I'm like loving this stupid. <laughs> to preface our chat about Cobra Commander issue number one, mm-hmm. I think I speak for well myself and Paul definitely. Maybe I you, Rob. Know. Maybe I don't know if you if you ever rented it from the. Uh, the video store, but G.I. Joe, the movie, 1987, was our mm-hmm. earliest piece of G.I. Joe media. Before mm. we ever read a comic book, before we ever watched a cartoon, in some cases, before we even had a toy in hand, we had watched G.I. Joe, the movie. Mm. So, that's our, like, starting point. That's our year zero for G.I. Joe. So when you say the words Cobra La to fans like Steve and Paul from G.I. Joburg, mm. that places it in this before time. Mm-hmm. And immediately it has a veneer of cool that everyone who was a, a, a fan of G.I. Joe from the off, from 1982, um, that was their jumping off point. So yeah, G.I. Like Joburg represents the 90s toys the most. <laughs> There are groups for that. We are going to run contrary to typical G.I. Joe fandom on this because <clears throat> Cobra Law for G.I. Joe book is cool. Yeah, for Having you Having Cobra Commander, a mutant snake man, is cool. Yeah. Having it as a used car salesman pyramid schemer is daft. I like for both. you guys. I, I'm 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 odd in that I like both. All right, well, Rob. This is an opinion I've always had. I mean, obviously, okay. whenever we've discussed the the, the G.I. Joe the movie, I've always said Cobra Law is is it's super dumb. It 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 suddenly becomes sci-fi where where G.I. Joe for me has always been very grounded in realism and real world kind of like um, you know technology. There's been some 
so, you know, obviously what they're using is, is more advanced than the times that they're using it in, um, but it's not super sci-fi. Not that I ever, I've ever had a problem with sci-fi on it, you know, somewhere else. But but when mm. I kind of like experienced the movie, I was like, this is weird. Sci-fi in in GI Joe is very strange. But having said that, I really like it in this context. And it mm. actually does make me appreciate the movie a little bit more um, as maybe not a standalone thing, but kind of like how it fits into this Energon universe, because you really have to establish very early on that there is more sci-fi elements to the origins of, of um, Cobra and G.I. Joe within an Energon universe, within a Transformers universe, because what gives them maybe not an edge, but what, what kind of like fits them into the, the Transformers universe better is having these sort of science fiction origins. And yes, even though I'm, I'm a big like guy against it generally in, in, in the movie and having that how that fits into the cartoon universe of G.I. Joe, I think it works very well in this context. Um, it's a good way of kind of establishing um, how these guys think on a higher level than just human understanding of um, technology and the enemies that you can face. Um, mm. And he's, he's, he set himself up on a very good initial footing. Um, for what's obviously going to come next, you know, eventually when Cobra and Giorgio, when humans do fight Transformers, I imagine at some point. So long story short, I think I really don't mind Cobra a lot in this context at all, weirdly enough. Um, <laughs> that is actually very exciting for me to hear, Rob, because it, this is, uh, I mean, we, we kind of know that you're not like the biggest fan of Cobra. Oh, so yeah, I know. I mean, we, you're not converted, you know, you're not drinking the no, no. or anything like that, oh, but no. you are, you are very much like open to the concept, which, mm. and, and, and this is why I can like say, I enjoy, um, I can enjoy both versions of Cobra Commander, the early twenties going into my thirties version of me really loves the businessman, uh, running the self-help seminars that are actually like, you know, gateways into cults and things like that and building up co uh, Cobra like that. I love yeah, that idea. I, I love mean, the, it's, it's a real the cult of personality. Thing, you yeah, know? Like, I love that. Here yeah. says, a failed businessman brainwashing other failed adults is scary. It Snake is scary. Not so much. But <laughs> then... but then scary in different ways, maybe. Yeah, but then I've always enjoyed this sort of horror movie horror sci-fi almost the thing like quality of cobra law which is very you know I, I feel like the thing very heavily inspires cobra law in a lot of ways um and i also have always found cobra law to kind of be like a weird personal challenge because if you can find a way to make cobra law appeal to to the masses of fans out there who have never really liked it then you are like then you're pulling off something really great and that that's kind of made me like Cobra Law even more because I keep like thinking of ways to make it more interesting. Steve, I know you do as well because we've had some discussions about it. Um, but uh, yeah, that is a very... I like this. I didn't think I was going to... But <laughs> I like this. And let's get into Let's like peel it apart. Like peel the pages apart. So In um, much the same way as like we, we've got our main series, Cobra Commander... Um, and our main, our main series, G.I. Joe, in order for this miniseries to stand on its own plinth, um, you've got to do something different. Doing a retread of what's come before, and Cobra Law, to my knowledge, has been left 
alone, dormant, as a yeah. story concept that at one point was going to be the direction G.I. Joe took <laughs> till everyone rejected it. Um, it. It's been left alone, and I'm glad someone has had the boldness to do it because it does, it. yeah, it does throw something new into the mix. Um, particularly in this universe where we're smashing G.I. Joe into the same world as Transformers, um, for Cobra to have some something sinister, something inhuman behind mm. it. Yeah. You don't want to like wake that. up as a clam or something. Now, the <laughs> first few pages of Cobra Commander were released as a preview. It opens yeah. with a snowy mm -hmm. landscape. We cut in, and it's obviously in the English-speaking worlds because there's a diner called No Man's Land. We're inside the diner, and Cobra Commander wearing his wide-brimmed hat and coat, very much a la the Transformers Ultimate. episode, Only Human. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I love the fact that they're referencing that. They have an amazing reference later. Another one of Cobra Where Commander's looks. The world is Cobra Commander. <laughs> um, but this snowy resetting with Cobra Commander wandering in immediately kind of gave me Cobra Law vibes. I was like, yeah, I, I think I know what's going to happen here. So I got excited even when the preview came out that this could reintroduce Cobra Law into the mythology. He steals one of the guy's vehicles uh, after killing him off screen, off panel, um, with a zzzt. Yeah. A very <laughs> signature sound. And when I read the preview, I thought, could that be the sound of the Venom Blaster? Because we see, we see this guy's sort of blood splatter, and then we see his hand, he's obviously lying dead on the ground in the snow. And there's a cobra symbol, like, painted in his blood on the snow. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if the signature, like, of the Venom Blaster is that it blasts this perfect Cobra symbol <laughs> through, through you and then kind of imprints it upon the ground or the, the wall behind you. And, I mean, that would explain why the, the front of the Venom Blaster has those fins, because it's actually just like a big stamp. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, yeah. it's like a Cuisinart, you know, it cuts like a snake <laughs> Julian carrot cut out of a human being guys just reaching in here quickly laura k uh you and i are on the same page i also really want to classify a pythona in fact i'll take any pythona figure i would actually even prefer a vintage one maybe i would like both i don't know i'm undecided carry on come on super seven bring us the one thing we really want you to do and that's o-ring pythona uh, anyway so we, something? we <laughs> learn that that's not her line that's the runner um i uh, know Okay, so why do you keep saying it? Anyway, um, we learn that the, the, it wasn't, a, to my disappointment, this wasn't a Venom Blaster. Uh, we find out exactly what makes that signature sound, but okay, immediately after the preview is done, we're right into the backstory with a Cobra Law landscape just plucked from this artist's imagination. It's gorgeous. Well, from the, uh, yeah, and it's very much inspired by a lot of these sort of psychedelic arts of like 70s and also a lot of comic art from Jean-Gerard uh, Jean Mobius. So, yeah. This is well, we're seeing a world that has absolutely zero non-organic technology. Yeah, Everything is built alive. from something living. It's, it's, it, it makes my skin crawl a little bit to see. Well, in much was... the same way as like a, a native Cobra Law person 
would be disgusted by how much inorganic matter we construct our lives out of. Like yeah. me seeing, like basically living inside a giant toadstool. Ooh. Grim. <laughs> I mean, there's someone harvesting. He looks like a techno vibe, actually. He's like harvesting stuff, like spores and, ooh, I don't know. Cobra Law. It, it's, it, yeah. They could really l- lean into exactly how kind of grotesque this world can be. And I hope it's they like do. like a rush cover. Uh, or, um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It looks like a trans party, to be honest. If you... I love it. I love it so much. I love this kind of style of art. But there yeah. is uh, uh, insurrection brewing in Cobra Law as a mob of people raid the laboratory which Cobra Commander is actually working in. And there's a there's a there's a, an interesting. Um... <laughs> That's how you read it, right? Yeah, indeed. That's how the Battle of Christ sounds. Um, there's an interesting uh, bait, and uh, switch. Uh, bait and switch. Yeah, we see a guy dressed like Cobra Commander was dressed in his movie appearances in, in the, the flashback in the movie the Cobra Law flashbacks, and yeah. and he's saying we must retreat, 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 which is obviously Cobra Commander's classic line from the cartoon. But he gets shot through the head by Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander. Yeah. Dude. Wearing the 1991 outfit. Oh, oh my word! I'm so I was so amped when I saw this. I actually like I audibly like winced. I went and not winced. I audibly like squeaked. I was like, well, this was the moment. I mean, the Cobra Lost splash page obviously got me interested, but this was the moment where I was like, yes, I know I'm gonna enjoy this now. Yeah, like the one dude in the back's like, holy crap, he just killed that guy. You know. I'm curious, was he always wearing that outfit or was this like the big reveal? Because like, I'm going to work with this guy and he's dressed rather strangely. I mean, is he, is, is it just his signature look? I have a theory that, um, I mean, it alludes to something that Globulus says later, but in this retelling, is Cobra Commander human? And Globulus found him and took him in. And that's why he wears a mask. So that's the way I understood it, yeah. Because well. uh, yeah. later on, he's like, I took you in from the outside world and you mm. kind of like adapted to our ways, essentially. Um, so so this doesn't does preclude that. him being a failed businessman. Yeah, there you go, exactly. spoon killer. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he, he's works. just been taken into this, this strange world and given a new purpose. Mm. It's <sighs> <bad>. <laughs> All of a sudden, I want to take my 1991 Cobra Commander Battle Corps version and paint his gloves red it's a good look this, it this, is a good look. okay so this, this is a great comic from spoon cone thinking about it now they may have done this on purpose duke one is for the earlier joe fan and cobra commander is for the neon crowd thankfully both we yeah. bridge that gap we absolutely love neon we absolutely love old school stuff I, um i need the cc in my life as well i can't believe i don't have how do you it, not this own... was my cobra commander when i was a kid this was my cobra commander you know mine too um, so hmm. such a cool gold toy. gun and pff, glider launcher launcher it's so all whatever yeah you didn't like yeah. it okay I'd i didn't care for that glider launch then it had its fun whatever but anyway let's let's focus on the, the awesome that is this comic guys for you paul cobra commander <laughs> got isekai yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <clears throat> i'm stuck in a cobra themed uh I, i'm 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 stuck in an ancient snake world as a scientist. How am I going to make it out of this? My life is 
like I'm trying to think of a really long Isekai title. <laughs> um, so guys, is it correct here? And am I correct uh, understanding this correctly? And I'm sure I am. But because one of his one of his dudes like kind of lets off a bomb, but it's a spore bomb. So now mm. he hates Cobra Commander. So now he is actually a citizen of Cobra Law. I didn't get that. I thought that it was a pretty conventional explosion. He loses mm. an eye in the explosion. And so the human that is Cobra Commander has now been imbued with Cobra Law tech. Yeah. They've, That's they've how I had this three-headed snake thing kind of pump him full of, I don't know, healing venom. venom. <laughs> and they've uh, grafted an eye above where his missing eye is. I don't know why they just didn't put it on the eye socket, but I suppose this makes it more gory and cobra -lage. And that's why, at this point, he dons the mirror face. Because of his his wounds. His visage. Now, yeah, now <laughs> he's in his hospital bed, he's almost fully recovered, and Pythona shows up uh, to yeah. summon him before Golobulus. Uh, he goes into Golobulus' chamber with his weapons somehow hidden on his person. Uh, where, where he was under armed guard the whole time. Where did he pick up his his devices? Maybe Pythona gave it to him. Oh, I like it. Oh. Yes. Okay. Cool. Either that, yeah. or they don't recognize it as something that's threatening. I mean, you know, he could have had it with him the whole time, and they would realize that it's it's inorganic. It it's his hair dryer, bro. <laughs> no, it's not his hairdryer. We discovered no, no, that no. these devices are Cybertronian tech. Little mm. little bugs that he uses to... Okay, firstly, let's let, not skip over the, the plot point that Golobulus summons... Like, he heals Cobra Commander, dresses Cobra Commander, summons him before uh, his throne just to kill him. <laughs> That's some, some Bond villain, villain shit right there. <laughs> I just want to have one last monologue in front of you before I put you to death. <laughs> um, but he uses royal guards, which, oh man, lovely. They've got their kind of hook sword axe things. And three of them take on Cobra Commander. And for a while, before he unleashes his like Cybertronian um, bugs, beetle boring things to, to defeat them... He was holding his own. Like he's he's a, he's managing to avoid these slashing attacks by the royal guards. Let's not lose sight of the fact that in the beginning he was gonna lead a bunch of scientists against like a mob, and he mm. wasn't calling retreat. He was like calling attack. He was running in to the mob and throwing bombs and stuff. Like this Cobra Commander is not a coward. He is surrounded he's by a idiots. He's a warrior. <laughs> yeah. No, He's I think that capable. as well about him. He knows when to press dodge. It's actually quite great. Like every time. Even <laughs> if you don't like Cobra Law, I hope you can find some enjoyment in the fact that this Cobra Commander is a potent enemy, even mm. when it's just him. He's mm. he's Doctor Dooming this shit, man. He's got minions and robots and bugs and things to do his fighting for him. But when you face him, mano e mano or mano e. Uh, Serpiente, <laughs> um, you're, you're going to come short. I mean, if you expected him to be a pushover and a coward, forget about it. These three royal guards thought that they had an easy execution in front of them, but they are cut down, man. 
by the what's the sound effect? Let me say it one more time. Zrt Yes, we learned that the earlier murder was at the hands of these robot beetles that bore into your face and uh, tear you a new one. Globulus seems pleased. He's like, okay, you killed my guys, so I guess I'll 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 give you a renewed purpose. Uh, you've convinced me. So he sends Cobra Commander into the world to. Um, Hmm. What is he doing? Yeah, I guess. He he, he yeah. needs to take his knowledge and expertise into the world in order for Cobra Law to advance as a society because he says that resources are dwindling. The society is on the verge of collapse. Let me be your Kal-El. <laughs> <laughs> I well, like the scale it, of know? this. He's, yeah. he's good. With, um, he's good with, he, he is an exceptionally smart person. He's 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 um very deceitful because I mean this is obviously is he? I th I think he definitely is because I mean even Co Globius is like that riot that occurred earlier where you, <laughs> you got killed. Um, you instigated it. You instigated it. Sees so these balls have dropped. Powerful. You know, he's very deceitful. Like the whole reason that that <laughs> entire thing occurred is because he wanted it to happen. He mm. wanted this entire conflict to occur so that he could convince. Globulous, that this is the way forward. That I, we need to use mm. this technology to be able to advance our society. The society that you have adopted me into, I fully integrated. I believe mm. in your ideals, and this is the way forward. But there's, it's not just for himself. It's for 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 the society of Kerbala. But it's it, everything is 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 his. It's in service of what he wants to do next and what he what he mm. wants to achieve. So I think he is very deceitful for sure. Right. Yes, he's loyal to Cobra Law, but not yeah. to Globulus. He no, wants to perhaps usurp Globulus. Yeah, because he reiterates a number of times that you must trust me. I'm loyal to you. And he keeps saying this. Um, mm. And and on the face, that seems that seems to be the truth because he is doing. He's undertaking this mission for the betterment of Cobra Law, but not necessarily the betterment of Globulus. Yeah, you're right, mm. Rob. He, he probably did instigate that riot to shake up the established totally. order. Yeah. Um, he likes but the yes, power of Cobra Law. We yeah. see that Cobra Commander has been harvesting his technology directly from Megatron. That mm. in this retelling, we once again have... I mean, it's, it's too cool an image to ignore to have Cobra Commander holding an old-school German pistol... That has a Decepticon symbol on it. Like, <laughs> Dreamwave did it. Devil's Due did it. Uh, we're going to see it now, perhaps, by Skybound. Like, that's where we're going. This kind of... This... this uh, What's it called? Axis of evil. Mm. The Decepticons and the Cobras. Um, but yeah, it had to be the main man. It's Megatron. He's got no arms. Poor guy. He's it's been there for who knows how long. I mm. love that mm, he's being yes. made to bow. He's taking the knee. Like, I love that. They could have just had him, like, hanging and whatever, and, like, all, like, smashed up and whatever, like they did in the comic. But Cobra Commander has made sure that he is bowing to him, and I love that. Mm. <laughs> so egomaniacal, you know? Because that's what Megatron would do. He would also make you bow, Starscream, you know? Kind oh, of he'd just like, squish you. Oh, well, no, if yeah. you're Starscream, sure. Exactly. It's cool, man. He's bowed over like a gantry. So I guess they've been kind of like poking around in his guts. 
Mm. Mm, it's, a, it's an unfortunate position for any Cybertronian to be in. But yeah, Megatron ends the scene. I mean, Cobra Commander seems to be touting that he can extract information like no one else can from Cybertronians. And he subjects Megatron to some, like, electroshock. Um, but Megatron ends the scene with this maniacal smile. Like, like he's... Like, maybe that last shock managed to free some system. Mm. So I expect to see him rampaging through Cobra Law uh, not too long from now. Mm. Or um, all of the technology that Megatron is sharing has always been to Megatron's benefit. Okay. Yeah, that's another like, thing yeah. as well, yeah. And it's cool because it, 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 it shows that Megatron is still even captive. He is, a, you know, a force to be reckoned with. Um, mm. And he only he's only in this position because he allows himself to be in this position. Yeah. So it's cool that they're Megatron's both... Megatron's a working man, bro. He's... Because he... It, it, it doesn't show that... Like, Cybertron. Yeah. It, and it, yeah. And it... Does, it, and it also doesn't put Megatron down completely. You know, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't make him completely incompetent. It's like it suggests, oh, he, the, he, yes, he, he's you know the, in Cobra Commander's kind of like grips, but it, it might be because he wants to be like that. Oh, totally. So it doesn't take away from himself. his evil. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's like he's basically feeding Cobra Commander everything that he needs to to yeah, uh, kind of that advances. he needs to get all the info that he needs. Yeah, to advance his scheme to be able to yeah. get Energon closer to him. So that he now has energon and he can like now build even more sophisticated technology which can like slowly and uh, like quietly repair him until he yeah. takes uh, so it's his dominance yeah well so. not to spoil it i mean we aren't spoilers here but i think it's in the most recent issue of um, transformers now issue four um where um optus prime loses his arm and actually the arm that he, that they used to replace his arm is megatron's arm the arm with the with the gun on it Till all are one. <laughs> cheapest. <laughs> so wow, that's kind okay. of cool. It's a cool image. In this retelling, does Prime have the Matrix? He does still have the Matrix, yes. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, issue. Mm-hmm. wasn't this... I mean, in order to wield Megatron's uh, black hole cannon, mm-hmm. you have to have tremendous energies... And I suppose only a prime with the the matrix could yeah. could step up. Well, to he that. hasn't shot the gun yet, but he's definitely he has equipped the the arm to himself. But yes, he does have the matrix. He actually uses the matrix to save, I think, Sam's life. He's like mm. the, the power goes out in the hospital. Sam's was grievously I- injured mm. in I think it's two or three, um, and he's like, uh, I have to do this. Like I don't care about the consequences or the dangers Jeez. to myself. I must save them because. It is our actions that have caused this to occur. Yeah, go check out Transformers, <laughs> guys. It's like Superman turning back time to save Lois yeah. Lane. Wow, yeah. okay. But, nice. Uh, more realistic. Hold on. I've got this. I've got this. Uh, oh, what's Paul got? What you got there, I'm just, Paul? Um, like, there's ball joints on this uh, small Optimus. Because I, th- I think you have the same one now, hey, Rob? Yeah, yeah, I do. do. Yeah, yeah. So um, it makes me want to kind of uh, like pop, pop the arm pop off. So you can have, yeah, so you can have Megatron's Do arm. That would be Do pretty it. cool. And then he can be like, hmm, the stranger. Yeah, I think you should do <laughs> And I won't elaborate too hard on that. Where's your head, bro? His head's gone. But so a speculation my... from Spoon Killer that uh, mm-hmm. is 
Megatron really, really captive? captive? That's where I I'm going. So. Yeah, he yeah. could be. He is captive, but he kind of allows himself to remain captive because it works towards his advantage. He's just and inserting that, his algorithm or whatever his programming into whatever technology yeah. Cobra Commander harvests. So it's ultimately loyal to him. We've seen that trope before in GI Joe. I think yeah. Destro kept all the battle android troopers loyal to him because he built them, didn't he? Yeah. So at the denouement of this issue, we see Cobra Commanders working with someone. Who who is this? I mean, who is rock and roll. Rock and roll. <laughs> no, <laughs> kidding. It's someone with a beard and a cap, like a trucker cap. That's his, his I suppose, his handler. Um, yeah. So Cobra Commander wasn't sent alone. He has someone to kind of mind him and perhaps yeah. keep him from, from straying too far. This pro this guy probably reports to Golobulus, I'm assuming. Mm. Um, well, Paul, you haven't spoken on it yet. Rob introduced it. I've speculated a little bit, but uh, what? Who, who? who's your knee-jerk? Who's this... This uh, mysterious trench-coated, beard-wearing, cap-wearing man. I wonder if it's Nemesis Enforcer that's just been that's just in disguise. <laughs> could be. Could and given be. the could the, the ability to speak. Okay, Paul, yeah. uh, Rob, other man, other man oh, in the, I, the podcast. I think that's a that's a good that's a good that's a good theory. I mean, I I, I knew him to be, or at least I thought he was someone from Cobra Law, um, but I mm -hmm. didn't actually speculate as to like exactly who he could be. But Nemesis Enforcer is, is a good choice. Um, well, I did speculate as to exactly who it should be, and I think it should be Zartan. Ah. Oh, well, Why does Zartan's skin turn blue? Because he's a, a Cobra Law native. That's why he's got mm. blue skin. Well, the issue, I mean, it does round out with... Um, that with is a great deep cut, thing. Steve. Um, I like the, that idea. The Chameleon the blood. He's reptilian. That's why Could he be. can change color. And he's like, yeah, he's amnesiac as well. So he doesn't know where he actually comes from. Or uh, maybe in this retelling he knows. Yeah. yeah. Look, maybe there's always really been something knows. kind of beyond oh, human about Zartan. Even in Larry Harmer's writing, there's perhaps a little nugget there that he's long since forgotten. But when Zartan is fighting Gung Ho in the pit, he says to, to Gung Ho, why do you keep up this pursuit? You do realize that I'm more than human. Something to that effect. I'm not exactly human. Like, alluding to the fact that he's inhumanly strong or inhumanly powerful, or has inhuman in endurance. Him or something. Hmm. You know, Zartan's always been maybe a little bit more powerful than the average hmm. character in G.I. Joe, and it's, it's kind of had a mysterious origin, that power. It gets mm -hmm. explained away later on, the deeper we get into the law with him being martial artist, etc. Um, but in his earliest appearances in G.I. Joe, where he has the kind of the strange ability to take on Fireflies, camo pattern, stuff like that, we're left with this mystery. Because in that, in that appearance, at least, it's, it's not holography. It's definitely like got something to do with his actual skin changing. Yeah. Um, that's my reading anyways. So this, this is kind of taking Zartan, Zartan back to an earlier telling of the character, and he's, he's got some kind of mutancy. Um, I could be 100% wrong. This could be someone completely different. But that we do close out on like a push-in on a shack in the swamp, and the mm -hmm. door says Dreadnoughts. So 
if it's sauté, if it's thing. not sauteed, I will eat my ozone nineteen ninety one Eco Warriors action figure. <laughs> well, I mean, it. it Can we it, make it, that it exclusive be. for the Patreon? <laughs> oh yeah, join today for as little as three dollars a month. <laughs> What's the um, no zone? <laughs> which it, I mean, it, it could be that it is Zartan. And it's also, I mean, it, I mean, he really is going deep cuts and kind of like reaching back. I mean, as you said earlier, Stephen Kobrela was not picked up by anyone after the animated movie. Um, mm. And it could be Zartan and it could be him kind of, uh, what's the author's name? Joshua Williamson kind of re um, using kind of tidbits of things and kind of looking at things from different angles. Um and if that is what he's doing, I mean, Moonlight kind of said this earlier, um, taking old concepts and revamping them is, is such a Jeff Johns move. Um, Jeff Johns being the, the, the prolific guy at DC Comics who kind of reimagined the entire Green Lantern um, mythology, kind of well. reincorporating old stuff and kind of making it fresh and really um, expanding dramatically upon um, the, the Green Lantern mythology, adding tons to Flash. Um, he's, he's a huge fan of uh, the Justice Society as well and kind of um, reinvigorating that brand within DC. Um, so if that is something he's doing, I mean, it, it, it could be very cool to see, um, kind of like taking old stuff and kind of looking at it in a different light. And, and that's kind of why, I, for me at least, Kerbalar made sense in this, in this huge context of the Energon universe and within this issue and the way that he's kind of re-establishing his version of Cobra Commander within this wider universe. It makes sense to me now, actually, um, that this is where he comes from and this is kind of like where you um, bring in those sci-fi elements in G.I. Joe into the Energon universe. Um, mm. I think it, it, it works well. It, it makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, yeah, which is I, why I do want issue. to add that I, I need to rescind my earlier comment and, oh, and therefore oh, your, your, your comment just now, um, oh, no. Rob, by saying that, yes, Cobra Law hasn't been completely ignored because mm -hmm. we can all remember Tom Shirley's Cobra Law sort of snake people that became a cult and that Geo um, Jovo's Transformers, but I Transformers, I mean, the second um, volume. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. So but I mean, those are like, or... it's, it's been, it's, 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 the return to Cobra Law has been very sparse. Not many mm. people have kind of like taken Cobra Law and gone, oh, this is part of my story of G.I. Joe. It's usually like, you know, it's a renegade's world. No one knows who, who G.I. Joe is in the world. Um, it's mm. more based in realism. Um, I think in more often than not, Cobra Law is ignored as kind of like a basis for where the storytelling of G.I. Joe can go from there, you know, incorporating mm. this thing that has been established um, in a big way. I mean, you, you could also say, I mean, anything in the cartoon could be part of the lore of G.I. Joe. Why hasn't, you know, giant t tomatoes been, you know, reused in future issues of, of G.I. Joe? Um, Why hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> because it would give Rob Paul nightmares. It will. Oh, Rob asking shit, all the important questions, my dude. Yeah, but the thing is, it was established in the movie, you know, and, and, and that's bigger than in, uh, any individual ish episode of, of the cartoon. Um, mm. And it's usually the mainstays, I think, from the cartoon is often the things that happen in, say, the miniseries, you know, like the mass device. I mean, that is often referenced again. I mean, in Duke, there we see it again in, in, in a blueprint. Um, and I Sorry, think people do the people do take those the, the bigger event things, the miniseries and the films, more seriously to a degree as like established things within G.I. Joe. And as an established thing, Cobra Law has been basically ignored 
um mm. as i was very happy to, to to have it be ignored because it felt stupid and sci-fi within my head canon of what gi joe is but well now, i'm glad you're here sense. to balance us out rob you don't well, drink the sure, kool-aid you, know, I, I you don't but I expose yourself to the spores <laughs> but it <laughs> yeah, for but me, to be fair we to... don't drink the kool-aid either so no, I, sure. do. I do. I've, I'm, 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 I'm fully on board with And I'll tell you why, guys, because I have been an avid reader of G.I. Joe, a real American hero, for my entire life. Yeah. I've seen yeah. more, Cobra Commander reach the you. logical end of him being a, a charlatan. Like, he, yeah, he, he's basically playing the role of the despotic, militaristic leader to the hilt. And mm. and unfortunately, you get to the point which Aero reached in 300 and now beyond, that he's a bit of a, a joke unto himself, that he mm. is a buffoon. And, and even in this realistic Larry Harmer world, like, he's just played for gags. There are other more hardcore, like, real enemies to be feared and, and faced. But Cobra mm. Commander has lost all his his mystery he's lost all his uh danger he mm. is absolutely just this kind of satire parody of of like a despot um yeah at least here like we've got someone dangerous potent he's got a whole new angle and so the question i want to close us out on perhaps is if you could only pick one of the skybound gi joe or gi joe adjacent titles to read mm. which one would it be I know what my answer is. I just want to just quickly reiterate that when I say you and I don't drink the Kool-Aid, we've always liked Cobra Law, which has always been the sort of thing that that the, the masses don't necessarily, or the mass G.I. Joe fandom doesn't think. Anyway, which one should I, because I'm already <laughs> speaking and I've got the mic. Um, for my money right now, it's Cobra Commander. Yeah, I, I, I'd probably agree with that as well. I think it's the most it's, it's actually of them. It's um, not even like a oh, which one will he choose? It's more like that's the one I'm spending money on. <laughs> like, that's how much I, I I echo you guys, and this might be the unpopular choice, but yeah, absolutely. Well, it, the book it, it that's bringing the, the the book that's bringing the freshest amount of intrigue. Then you know, the book that has me guessing where could this go next is mm. Cobra Commander. Duke, you can see it's by the numbers, man. We've got like. A crack team being sent to capture Duke, who are eventually going to be converted into G.I. Joe's. Like, all the pieces of this puzzle are familiar to us. This storytelling isn't... I, I sincerely doubt it's going to pack any surprises. Whereas Cobra Commander, well, I'm like, anything is but on the also, table. But don't forget, Stephen, both of these things are written by the same guy. It's Joshua Williamson. He's writing And I'm so glad. Plan. Because they yeah. will weave together. I was just thinking, like, what a horror story if these... I mean, obviously, they're, they're all planned. This whole Skybound Enterprise, this massive relaunch, is all planned down to mm. the minutest detail. It's not fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants writing. That's you know, sure. these various different writing and art teams are working to coalesce these things. Um, mm. But, yeah, I'm glad they've got the same writer because Cobra Commander and Duke should hopefully become ancillary stories for each other like cobra command has been sent into the world to raise an army for cobra law mars industries as we see in duke has the equipment already rolling off the production line mm. mix in a bit of cybertronian tech that cobra commander will bring into the picture and you've got 
Yeah, maybe that's the problem. Like, maybe Mars is having trouble with the AI of the Battle Android Troopers. And so, Kamikawa oh, becomes the, the yeah. missing link there. Uh, but yeah, I, speculation I like is rampant. There's stuff that can appeal to a lot of different people. I mean, as, looking at the, the the chat right now, a lot of people are saying CC. Other people are saying Duke. Um, and I think that's great. There's something that appeals to different people. And yeah. obviously, there's also something that appeals to someone who wants to be a completionist, hopefully, you know, who wants to kind of like connect all these dots and own all of these series, even Void Rivals, which is the, the overarching thing that um, Robert Kirkman himself is writing to kind of like establish the, the larger Energon universe where everything is taking place. Um, and I, I think it's, it's definitely appealing to a lot of different people. And I think it's great that everyone has their own things that they absolutely love about what's coming out. And it's cool that, you know, we can kind of sit around and chat about comics, like new G.I. Joe comics. I think that's really cool. And by that token, I think, um, I mean, Rob, you've got uh, two issues of the comics aside for me. Mm. Hopefully you guys are going to get Cobra Commander in physical as well. And keep we on should, yeah. Too. I think for it's sure. also just worth mentioning for me, and this is not like a flex or anything. This mm. will be the first time I've bought a physical comic book. Um in a very long time because the last time i bought a physical comic book they were 50 rand they're now like 150 bucks basically yeah so that's a long time ago i think the last time i bought a comic book was easily like 12 years ago 12 13, well 14 here we go they go they ago. got us buying comics again so they got me buying and... comics again dude and that's yeah, in, that's important i'd say mm. comics have keep kept tabs with uh, the south african rand I mean, a hundred bucks gets you what fifty bucks got you the last time you bought a comic book, Paul. Let's mm. be real. No, money in this country right now is crap. I'm sorry. No, no, not at all. You can still get quite a lot for 150 rand. Uh, you well, can, Paul, you can get a Nando's meal for 150 rand. You might need to spend your money like if Shane gets their wish. Major blood number yeah, one. Yeah, that'll be cool. By the way, no, dude. I'm sorry, but unfortunately, that has that has changed badly for us in South Africa. Oh, wow. well, this is all very interesting. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed talking it out with you guys. Um, <laughs> 310 has been an absolute blast. I hope everyone's enjoyed it. Um, I hope, I'm glad there are so many people talking about Duke, people talking about Cobra Commander, and it's cool that we're having discussions, as I just said, about current books again. Uh, that's that's it's beautiful new stuff. Um, but yeah, it's obviously nice we, to be we continue about to cover... Yeah, but I mean, obviously, we still cover 301 onwards and backwards and forwards mm. from number one, and we're talking about the cartoon. So we definitely love all forms of G.I. Joe, wherever it wherever it goes, mm. wherever it comes from, whatever is happening, Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, have a Where great time, guys. Where did you go? Thanks for joining <laughs> us, and keep it keep the Berg. Keep the Berg real, bro. These are the people that keep the burg going, keeping the the, the whole. Our Patreon guys, thank you to everyone keep who keeps our subscription. Give us a little bit going um, to help us, help uh, us keep the the things everything that's rolling not getting over. Cheaper either because of exchange oh rates. My so goodness, yeah, so guys, thank you so much. You're you. keeping the wheels turning here. It's great. Absolutely. And thanks to the, I suppose that we were up to 25 people at one point. The folks who joined us 30, live, almost 30 actually. Yeah, I, had, I, yeah, I saw amazing. at least 30. The chats too. have been thriving. I was 30. Yeah, I Maybe if you do watch the YouTube version back later, you should uh, enable Ooh. the live chat feature just to see what people were saying. What, it's what fascinating. Saying? Just having yeah. fun. Good, good. Yeah. To everyone whose comment we highlighted and to everyone whose comment that scrolled by, 
and just remained in the chats. Thank you for participating. We do see all of we it. We see it all. Yeah, mm. uh, these guys are showing their classified figures on screen They're right waiting, now. Huh? But I'm going to make them all weep by showing them a very minty battle android trooper. Yeah. Right, oh. I have two of those. <laughs> he should uh, give you a few how do you have six pets do you even have one that you regard as your favorite two this hands, is Steven two hands. the, the one the that you should ever have of a figure my favorite is the one with no crotch uh and lots of playwear because i know i know who, know who it came from it's the one that came from that uh greek friend of the family Rob, oh, cool. ah. we pulled it off the card and I kept we that did, one aside. Did. I didn't put it back in I the do. bubble because yeah. having a bat that's been roughed up mm. uh, makes it more inviting Love for play. Because for a, for a toy that should be like a disposable thing, um, mm. uh, the, the, the 1986 bat is particularly frail. So you can't use it as this like fodder to just be shot apart in your battles you have to play mm. with this thing very delicately mm. so to have a bat that you can play with mm. not delicately love mm. it so yes that is my favorite the one in the mm. worst condition is my favorite because mm. that's the one mm. i'm gonna play with mm. anyways i've rattled on long enough thanks for joining us thanks for listening in the future um oh, feel free to comment on this thread what did you think of cobra commander issue one what do you think of duke issue one which oh. of the three books is your sophie's choice if you could only pick up one per month Welcome back, Let us know in the comments, please. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. And yes, bats are badass. You're right. Nice. My favorite. I don't have a favorite bat because I only have the one, but I have a favorite viper, and that's Ooh, the that's one I got cool. from Bart. He's got like burn marks on him. It's like been a bit melted. And I call him Scorch, and because of that, right. I've got this like head cannon for this viper that's named Scorch. And yeah, anyway, one day he Well, might Steve, now you can buy yourself some original Geodos. Don't worry. And Super 7, hopefully, no, will, will, will scratch that itch for you. That's so sad. Steve Johnson. Yo, Joe. Get you a copy of CC. Do it. Berk, 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 ber